Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Ephesians chapter 2, and I want you to open up to, to 1 John chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 2 and 1 John chapter 4. We've been talking about a subject about the great love of God. And I know sometimes when you have a subject about the love of God, there's most likely if you've been in church for years, you probably think, well, I've heard about that subject before. But can I tell you, the love of God is inexhaustible. In fact, the Bible says that you may know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. In other words, all that you know about the love of Christ, even if you knew everything in your head about the love of Christ, you don't know enough because it passes knowledge. The only way you can know about the love of Christ is to catch it and perceive it in your spirit. And so the Lord wants to teach us some things about the love of the Lord and to grow in his love. In uh, the, the text for this series is out of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4. We were reading out of the NIV. We've read it over the last couple of weeks. And I want us to read this together. Can we read this? But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ. I just want to read up to that point. Our lives all started with love. Everything in our lives started with the love of Christ. Love was in the heart of God. All of creation was started by God's love, the love that God had in his heart. It was started there, and then he created the heavens. He created the earth. He created mankind. It all came out of the love that he had in his heart. It's why we were created. It's why he gave his only son to die for us. It's why he wants us to spend eternity with him. It's why he doesn't get tired of us. It's why he puts up with us. Because he loves us. Everyone in this world that you ever have met and everyone that you ever will meet is looking for love. Isn't that true? Everybody's looking for love in all the wrong places, right? <laughs> Everybody's looking for love. They're looking for real love. They're looking for genuine love. They're looking for lasting love. They're looking for love that sees past my faults. They're looking for love that sees past my failures, past my shortcomings. Everyone wants to know a love that they can experience and that they can know and that they can understand and that they can, it will continue forever. First John chapter 4 tells us, though, that love comes from God. The source of love, the source of this love that everybody is looking for comes from God. The source of love itself is God, that source that everybody's looking for love, but when they say looking for love in all the wrong places, if love is of God and love is God, they're looking for love in all the wrong places because they're looking for love in a different place than God, because God is love. Love comes from God. So you really cannot find love without finding God, the person of love. So two weeks ago, I started a series called A Father's Love. And last week, I continued the series uh, about uncondemning love, about 
Jesus is really the person of the Father, the personification. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And the, the woman caught in adultery, they came and put her in front of Jesus. And they said, what do you say about this woman? He said, I'm not going to talk about her. I'm not going to put her on display. I'm not going to make public statements about this private life. He talked to her. But he said, I'm not going to talk to her about her in front of everybody else. See, this was love. This was love. If you didn't uh, listen to that, listen to that from last week. That's uncondemning love. This week I want to talk about unfailing love, everlasting love, ongoing love, never ending love. See, we can find love, but we kind of want to know when does it stop? When does it run out? When does it end? Not, not love that's here today and gone tomorrow. You know, some time ago, I hit a rough patch in my life. A while back, I was married. I had kids. I was in the ministry. And I was going through. Things seemed to be going good on the outside, but on the inside, something just collapsed. I, was, I loved the Lord. I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't have some secret sin. But just on the inside, something just collapsed. And I remember... I became depressed, discouraged. I, I, I uh, had a hard time sleeping. And I remember waking up one morning. I felt at a real low. And it was at one of those mornings that I woke up and I didn't feel like praying. You ever been there? I didn't feel like talking to God. I didn't feel like reading my Bible. I didn't feel like doing what I do. Um, but I did. I opened up my Bible, and I opened it up to Psalm 69. It was my daily reading of the day, and I said, well, I'm just going to go ahead and do it anyway. And I opened up to Psalm 69. Somehow I slipped under the pressures of life, and I found myself sitting here with this psalm, Psalm 69. And this is what I want to talk to you about. Verse 14, and I read it out of the New Living Translation, and it says this. It says, rescue me from the mud. <laughs> Don't let me sink any deeper. Save me from those who hate me and pull me from these deep waters. Don't let the floods overwhelm me or the deep waters swallow me or the pit of death devour me. Answer my prayers, O Lord. Listen. For your unfailing love is wonderful. Take care of me. For your mercy is so plentiful. See, what got me about that was he started those verses talking about all of his junk. He said, Lord, I have all this. I'm in the mud. I'm in the pit. I'm messed up. I'm going through it. I'm sunk. I'm in a bad place. But then he said, Lord, <laughs> your unfailing love is wonderful. He started talking about what God was. Lord, he said, your mercy was plentiful. And I remember taking this psalm, and I, I just want to talk to you for just a second about the, the power of, uh, Gavin, can I play your keyboard just for a second? Yeah, thank you, brother. I want to talk to you about the power of just taking the psalms. I just want to sing this psalm to you. And I sang this song back to the Lord. I just wrote it out of a, uh, a heart for the Lord to pull me out. And it's just called Wonderful. Because you know me 
sing about his love. Try it with me. Come on. Wonderful is your unfailing love. Wonderful is your unfailing love. Your mercy is plenty. Your mercy is plenty. And there is an Take care of me. You take care of me. 
So the, the point of, of teaching you that or just of singing that wasn't to show you that I wrote a song, but was to show you that sometimes we're in the middle of our junk and it's not that we don't have help. Help's right there. Did you, did you sense just as we started singing, help's right there? The Lord's right there. See, when his presence shows up, help shows up. But this psalm, when he starts talking about the mud, his vision's muddy. When he's talking about the clouds, his, his vision's cloudy. But when he talks about, Lord, your unfailing love, it's wonderful. God, your mercy is plenty for me. You have, you're more than enough for me, Lord. The, like Paul said, Lord, in my weakness, then I'm strong. When we start talking that way, the ways of the word, the ways of faith, the ways of the Bible, God steps in for us. I want to talk to you and tell you about this unfailing love. That word unfailing love in the Bible is the Hebrew word hesed, H-E-S-E-D, transliterated over to the English, hesed. It's goodness, kindness, love, grace, favor. It takes multiple English words for us to put it, its meaning together. Favor. But it's mixed also with loyalty. It's not just goodness. It's loyalty. It, it's, lo- it's God's loyal to us. It's often associated with covenant. Like a covenant. Like I'm bound to you. Like my life is yours. It's not just I'm going to be benevolent to you because I'm up here and you're down there. No, when you're going through something and you call to me, I'm loyal to you. I'm there for you. That's the unfailing love of God. I want you to understand, it's not just that God is choosing to be loyal to you. God is not ever separating himself from you. He's always there for us every time we need him. Many people have a false view of God. They have a false view of the way that God is and who God is. In the Old Testament, the word love was the Hebrew, was the Hebrew word hesed, many times translated. In the New Testament, many times it's translated agape, love, unconditional love. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 7, it uses the word several times in this, and I want you to see this. It says, beloved, now I'm no Greek Scholar, I, I, I took Greek in college, but, but I'm, I'm going to butcher the Greek here. L- let me just say so you can see how many times this actual word is translated here. Beloved, agapedos, let us love agapeo, one another, for love, agape, is of God. And everyone who loves agapeo is born of God and knows God. He who does not love agapeo does not know God, for God is love, agape. Listen to this. He's saying, let us love one another. Why? Because love, agape, the word agape is of God. Many translations will say it comes from God. Translated, love comes from God. Love isn't just something that God does. Love come, All of love that we see comes from God. And everyone that loves, he's saying, beloved, let's love one another because that's how you know you're born of God. 
Because if you're born of God, you have the DNA of God. And what's the DNA of God? Love. Why? Because the DNA of God is love. Because why? Because God loves. Because God is love, and if God is love, then and you're born of God, then you're love. You can't be born of God and not love. Why? Because God loves. God can't do anything but love. God doesn't choose love. God is love. So when you call on the love of God, he can't not love you. When you call on the mercy of God, he can't not have mercy on you. When you call on the covenant of God, he can't not come through for you. He's always, he's bound himself to you. It's not that, it's not that you're pulling God around. God has come and said, I'm telling you, when you have, have stepped into relationship with me and covenant with me, this has said love, this agape love is covenant love. And when the Bible talks about love, it's not just this little flippant word, love. He says here, love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God. Love isn't something God does, it's something he is. If he chose, if he had to choose love, he could choose not to love. And God can't choose not to love because God is love. For example, I can't choose to be a human being. I am a human being. I can't choose to be a man. I am a man, right? I just am who I am. God just is who he is. God is love. He displays love. God just doesn't choose love. He is love. He, can, he can't not love us. God's love is constant for us. It's unfailing love for us. So when... The psalmist is saying here, he's saying, I'm going through the mud, I'm going through stuff, I'm going through variables in my life. My life is not constant, but God, the only thing in my life that's constant is your love for me. The only thing that's constant in me in my life is you and my relationship with you and who you are to me. And so he started singing about the constant or started talking about the constant in his life. God's love is constant, unfailing love. God is always God. So God's love is always consistent with us, constant. 1 Corinthians 13.8 says love never fails. What does that mean? Well, God never fails. Always, always, always consistent in our life. I want to read another verse in Lamentations. Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 22 Lamentations 3.22 out of the NIV. And verses 22 through 24, it says this, because of, the Lord's, because of the Lord's great love. Can you say the word great love? That's the series we have. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, I say to you. The Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait on him. Out of the, this passage, I want to quickly give you these three points, one out of each verse. Three points of his great love. Number one, out of the verse 22, God's love is constant. God's love is constant. What does he say in verse 22? He says, because of the Lord's great love. That's the word has said. It's his covenant love. It's not only his good love, it's his covenant love, his loyal love. He says, because of his loyal love, we're not consumed. Because his compassions never fail. God's love is constant. You'll never find a time in your life that his love's not there for you. Church, listen. 
You'll never find a time in your life that his love is not there for you. You'll never reach a low that his love is not there for you. You'll never reach a low that his love is even diminished or is lacking. It's supercharged. It's always right there. Jesus said, I will never leave you and I'll never forsake you. He said, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Love can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. You know, in psychology, some people say there's four different kinds of love. There's eight different kinds of love. There's seven different kinds of love. There's ten different kinds. There's at least, you know, the eros love is passionate love. The phileo love is the friendship type of love. The storage love is the familial type love. The ludist love, the pragma love. And then there's the love of God which we know of in the church. And that's the agape love. That's the love that he says God is love. And that love never fails. And that in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, that he talks about how love suffers long and love is kind. And he says, and now abide faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. That's all agape love. It's the love that's born out of God. It's the love that is God. That's the love that we're talking about. It's a constant love. It's not dependent on what you do. On your worst day, the love of God is still consistent. On your worst day, the love of God is not going to fail you. Psalm 36.5, out of the Good News translation, it says, Lord, your constant love reaches the heavens. Your faithfulness extend to the sky. The second thing out of this passage in verse 23, the next verse, God's love is always fresh. God's love is always fresh. It's not just consistent, but listen, it's fresh. It's not the same old. He doesn't serve up the same love every day. He keeps it fresh. It says here, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. God just doesn't say, I told you I loved you years ago, right? No, he says, today, new every morning. This morning, very early, I walked out into the front, I opened up my front door, and I walked outside, and I grabbed the paper, and I walked onto the lawn, and there was fresh dew on the grass. Fresh dew. Not yesterday's dew. Today's dew. And I thought of this. Today, God had fresh mercy for me. Fresh grace, fresh compassion. If you feel like you tapped out the compassion of the Lord, if you feel like you tapped out the mercy, you ever feel like you have? There's some days I feel like I tapped it out. Just go to sleep. Tomorrow it's going to be fresh and new. Fresh and new. You're going to tap. He's fresh and new mercy the next day. He says your compassions, they fail not. They're new every morning. God has fresh love for you today. He loves you. Not stale love, not exhausted love, not tired love. Someone came up to me and told me one time, I know God gets tired of me and my stuff. And I said, no, he doesn't. God's love for you is brand new every day. He loves you every day. The children of Israel, he said, I'm not going to give you manna and just say, well, when you run out, let me know. No, he said, don't collect enough for tomorrow because I want to make sure to give you some every day. In fact, if you collect some for tomorrow, it's going to rot because every day I want to provide for you. Jesus said when you pray to the Father, don't pray for tomorrow. In fact, don't even worry about tomorrow because I want to give you something tomorrow. Just pray for today. Why? Because I want to give you fresh mercy today, fresh love today, fresh blessing today. Give us today our daily bread. His mercies are new every morning. His compassions, they fail not. They're new every morning. God's love is fresh and then number three, God's love is what, listen, I'm really looking for. God's love is really what I'm looking for. What do I mean by that? 
we can walk out of church and on Tuesday afternoon, we can all talk about what we're really going after in life. And not everybody, it's the Lord. We can talk about what's really going to put them over in life. For not everybody, it's not the Lord. It's this or that, this business, this idea, this thought, this. What really satisfies them in life? For not everybody, it's the Lord. But what he said here in verse 20, 24, he said, I say to myself, listen, I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. What is he saying? He's saying, the Lord is, 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 is what fills me up in my life. It's not that he doesn't bless me with other things, but he's saying, the, the Lord is the one who fills my life. The Lord is my portion. He's really the one I'm looking for. Therefore, I will wait on him. The Lord is my portion. He's the one I'm really after. And what's his conclusion of these three things? Well, the three things are, number one, we said again, he's, his love is constant. His love is fresh. And his love's really what I'm looking for. And what's his conclusion? He says, therefore, I'm going to wait for him. Therefore, I'm going to wait for him. What does that mean? Well, we usually wait for something until it takes too long. I, I don't know about you, I've waited for the Lord until he took too long. And then I went and found out on my own. And then sometimes I've had to get back to the Lord. But what is he saying? He's saying, I've kind of come to the conclusion in my life to realize I've ran around the tree, I've ran around the circle too many times, and God's what I'm looking for. God's my portion. God's my help on my down days. It's really God I'm looking for. It's God's love I'm looking for. So if I can settle that in my heart, I'm not going to go looking for something else. I'm just going to wait. For how long? Till he comes. How long is that going to take? I don't know, but it's going to be shorter than me going somewhere else. Because I've done it. Right? I'd rather just sit and wait on the Lord. So he says, the Lord's my portion, therefore, I'm going to wait on the Lord. We usually wait on something else if it takes too long. Psalm 16, 11, just on that point, he says, in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. What is he saying? He said, I, I really don't need fullness of joy with anything else. You can point there for a bit. Um, the fullness in my life of joy is going to come from your presence. I'm not going to find some joy in your presence and some joy somewhere else. I'm going to find joy from you, Lord. In your presence is fullness of joy. Your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I remember talking to a friend who was having a real conversation with me about drugs. He really enjoyed some drugs. And he was saying, what if I really enjoy those? Like, what if I... I'm a Christian, I love God with all my heart, but I really enjoy those and I feel like I have them under control. I said, well, one, they're illegal. <laughs> but uh, another thing, let me, uh, let me ask you, what are you looking for? Are you looking for the drug or are you looking for, he said, well, I'm looking for really, we narrowed it down, he's looking for the feelings behind it, the joy behind it. Because before he found the Lord, he found the feeling with that drug. Remember, these are not drunk as you suppose, but they were filled with the Spirit. So he was looking for that high with the drug. So 
I said, so really what you're saying is you think that the drug's going to get you to a place that God can't get you to. That's, that's really what we're dealing with is that belief. That's going to get you to somewhere. This is going to bring satisfaction to your life that God's presence can't bring you to. And, you know, pause on that. Someone might come over there and say, oh, so it's all about satisfaction, huh? No, I didn't write Psalm 1611. God's the one who talked about in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand pleasures forevermore. I believe God wants us to have satisfaction. I, don't, I believe we can get in trouble if we just go after satisfaction. But I think that God's presence does come with the joy of satisfaction in our lives. So unpause back over here. Freedom didn't come in that guy's life, in that brother's life, until he had to realize that he was making that drug a God over God. It wasn't even the point of just the narcotic. It was the point of he didn't, he wasn't catching that in your presence. That the love of God loved him so much that God wanted to comfort him, love him, wrap his arms around him and bring him to a place of satisfaction, of peace, of joy, away from his struggles, away from his problems, and even a way to deal with the pain that he was going through. And he didn't find freedom until he could discover that in his heart. Does that make sense to you, what I'm saying? In your presence is fullness of joy. That's what Lamentations is saying here. He's saying, therefore, I'll wait on the Lord. Why? Because the true answer to our lives is not other things. Otherwise, we're going to find whatever it is, this other thing. We're going to get on it, and eventually we'll get used to it and go to something else. When you go to the Lord, you don't uh, tap out on him and then have to go to something else. Every other thing, you know, working out, right? You get into working out and you have to do this muscle confusion because when you start uh, doing a certain workout, at some point your muscles get used to it, so you have to work out a different way uh, in order to confuse your muscles. Anyone who works out, you understand what I mean. And there's all kinds of different things like that, right, in life, that if you want to see results, you have to change the process because your body will build up a tolerance to it medicine or any any type of different thing do you know god's presence that doesn't happen you don't get into god's presence and he satisfies you and you go i built up a tolerance to you god something that's different about god's love and god's presence is that it makes you more hungry for him something about the world is it makes you more thirsty for other things because you realize yeah it's satisfied but you still know there's more with god you realize you found the real thing. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures, he says, forevermore. He's really what we're looking for. O Israel, hope in the Lord, Psalm 130 says. For with the Lord there's unfailing love. With the Lord there's unfailing love. His redemption flows. So keep your hope and your trust in the Lord. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes right where you are and just lay your notes aside for a moment. Whatever area or thing in your life you need to maybe receive the unfailing love of the Lord in, would you just open your heart and say, Lord, what are you saying to me today? I receive your love today. Just begin to talk to the Lord. Lord, I love you today. Come on, tell him, Lord, I receive your love today. I receive your mercy today.
Receive your grace today. Receive your love today, Lord. And somebody just needs to maybe worship the Lord right where you are, just like we did. Lord, we worship you today. Lord, I open up my heart to your love today. Lord, I open up my heart to receive your goodness today. Lord, I open up my heart to receive your mercy today. Receive your grace today, oh God. Receive your love today, Lord. Mercy is so good, Lord. Your unfailing love is so good, Lord. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast. Hey.